Hey family, I'm Joanna and I'm Shannon and, and we're, we're just ordinary Catholics. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the beautiful day you have made during this time of preparation and remembrance. We ask that you continue to walk with us and journey with us. Help us to grow closer to you and your son throughout this season. Open our hearts to your love and your truth. And to reflect on the gift that Jesus is to our lives. We ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Wait, that was too peppy. Let me try again. Welcome to Lent. That was so serious. Oh, well, I did that for dramatic effect. Oh, okay. Lent is a serious... Welcome to Lent, everybody. This is serious. (laughs) Isn't that from Batman or something? No. Sure. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not as well-versed in DC as I am with Marvel. Oh, I was going to say, I just told you I didn't, like... Marvel. I, <laughs> I still can't believe that. I'm I'm still in a little I'm just in disbelief. Anyway. Why are you so serious, Shannon? Well, as I just said, and if you listened last week, we talked about Ash Wednesday. We are in this season of Lent, the liturgical season of Lent. So we were in Advent for a while, a couple weeks. We moved to ordinary time. And now we're in the second purple-colored season of the year. Yes. Which is Lent. Yep. And we wear purple for different reasons during Lent than we do during Advent. And if you listen to our Advent podcast, we talk a little bit about why we wear purple. And in this particular season of Lent, we also wear purple. Well, like the vestments are purple, and usually a lot of the decor is purple. And that's more... I wear purple. Huh? I wear my purple. Yeah. I told you I dress up for the That's seasons. True. That's true. But the the purple is more symbolic of a penitential season. Yes, because Lent is penitential. And what does penitential mean? Well, in Indiana Jones and the Last no. Crusade. In, in <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay, go this ahead. Is, this is a good example, okay? okay? I know that you're sick of hearing about him, but he's just the best. So... There are these three trials that Indiana has to go through to get to the cup of Christ. And one of them, the his his father translates something and deciphers something. So the, the kind of the clue to pass that task is the penitent man shall pass. Only the penitent man shall pass. And so in order to pass that little section, Indiana has to get on his knees and pray in order to survive that task. I see. I see. So, I don't know. Whenever you say penitential, it makes me think of when Sean Connery is, like, laying on the floor dying, going, only the penitent man shall pass. Okay. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Sure. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) The purpose of a penitential season is to address our spiritual needs because we are all sinners and... Sin can cause real damage to your soul. And in the same way, penance, doing penance, can heal 
your soul in a real way. Oh, yeah. I mean, we experience that when we go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation, too. Even when I go and it's not Lent or Advent and I'm going, like, I always feel better afterwards and I can feel just the sense of peace that it brings. And it does feel like that chasm has been closed, I guess. Yeah. The bridge has been. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I will say Lent is one of the seasons that, well, I guess we talked about this before, but, you know, the church asks us to go to confession once a year. And usually during Lent and Advent, we see reconciliation services. So Lent is one of those times where maybe if you haven't been in a really long time or you feel like you need it or especially if you feel like you don't need it or you don't want to celebrate Lent. Or that too, yeah. Uh, it's just a good time to kind of reflect on those questions. And yeah, it's like a mid-year, new year, pick me up. Yeah. How you want to be better and... Mid-year review or something. Yeah. This is one of the precepts of our church to be penitential during Lent. And how we do that is through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Yeah, we'll hear those words a, a lot during Lent, and what is exactly does that mean? Well, they're kind of exactly what they sound like. Fasting is that when those two days during Lent where we fast from, um, or we fast where it's like one meal and then two smaller snacks that don't equal a meal on Ash Wednesday and Good Friday. We also abstain from meat on Fridays, so that's why we have like all the fish fries on yes, Fridays. Yes, we love the fish fries. Did you know that before the Second Vatican Council, every Friday was a day of abstinence where you couldn't eat meat? I think I did know that, only because there are still people who just year-round don't eat meat on Fridays. Yeah. People think, oh, the Catholic Church is so harsh, they can't have uh, meat on Fridays during Lent. It could have been worse. <laughs> could be every single Friday. Yeah. I mean, but I always enjoy the fish fries. I really look forward to, like, the community of the fish fries. I also really recently, I say recently because I was such a picky eater to, like, my 20s. I discovered How old are you? 20s? So yeah. till now? <laughs> yeah, I would say, like, six or seven years old. Till today, ago. years old. <laughs> I was today years old when I found out that I like sushi. No. <laughs> I mean, and I'm not saying that. That Fridays are the days where you, like, blow all your money on lobster and crab legs and all that. But, you know, just not having meat is a good reminder to. Yeah, and we're specifically talking warm-blooded animal meat. Right, the chicken, steak, pork, that, those kinds. For some of reason, fish is a cold-blooded animal, so I don't know if that's, I don't know if they knew that kind of stuff back in I always thought it was because, like, Jesus and his peeps were fishermen and... Yeah, I've heard those rumors, too, about the the fishing industry. The the results are mixed. I don't know. Maybe that's just not really true. That's just... I don't know. I'm not sure. Church fiction, not church fact. I don't know. We're just ordinary Catholics. Sorry, guys. (laughs) It's our scapegoat (laughs) for everything. (laughs) So we have the fasting. Mm -hmm. We have the extra prayer. We're kind of asked to do more. Yeah, or be a little bit more contemplative. Mm-hmm. about our prayer, our prayer lives, and almsgiving, which is 
giving of your time and your talent and your treasure. Yes. Doing a service project during this time is just a great thing to do. Donating to a food pantry or picking up trash around your community. Those are all acts of service that, you know, benefit your community. Your community. Yeah. And, and not even just your church community, but the community that you live in and that you're a part of outside of your church too. And then um, your talents, you know, we all have gifts and talents and that's one of the unique things that we have been gifted by God is that we do have these awesome epic talents that are different for each of us. So finding a way that you can give your talent during this time is really awesome too. Maybe you're Maybe you're really good at tech stuff and your church needs somebody to run the sound or the PowerPoint during mass, or maybe your thing is music or I don't know. What other random talents You're doing a great job. (laughs) Is this my talent? No, I'm just kidding. Well, something I used to be a teacher. So something I try to go out of my way to do is volunteer with my kids' organizations. Yeah. That's how I use my talents. Yeah, and I think for me, time is more valuable than money. Yes. So, and I need to be better about this, but focusing on, okay, how can I give my time to my community and how can I give my time to the church? And I'm not saying that money isn't important because that is part of, that's what we mean when we say treasure. It's a more glamorous way, I guess. Yeah, it's not as in your face as, give me all your money. Yeah. (laughs) What are your treasures? (laughs) Yes, I keep them in a treasure chest. Yeah. (laughs) Trunk of my car. Like, what? (laughs) No, but that's, you know, I I also try to be more intentional about the the treasure I'm giving to. Yeah, it's a time of self-reflection. Am I, can I do more? Not am I doing enough, but can I do more? Or can I give more? Exactly. And that doesn't necessarily mean to the church itself. You can still give in other ways. Maybe you see someone on the side of the road who, you know, has the signs up asking for help. And I know it is uncomfortable. So a lot of us tend to just keep our eyes focused on the road. We become super stoic and we like make a point to not even look at them. Because then we will feel guilty if we don't give them money. But, and actually, I would love to have her on this podcast, actually. But um, our friend Allison. Yes, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, so she works, or she worked with the homeless community in Denver, Colorado. And one time I was volunteering with her, and she was kind of prepping us for the things we needed to know before we served. And she was saying how important eye contact is, because it is such a human thing that we take for granted, And because so much of the world will just ignore homeless people because it makes them uncomfortable, they don't have any eye contact with people throughout the day. And that is so dehumanizing for them. So even if you like don't have a little kit for them or don't have a gift card or don't have cash or whatever, even like looking at them and waving can make a huge impact because you're you're acknowledging them as a human being. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my friend once rolled her window down, gave a couple of, you know, handful of change and said, "Um, what's your name? I want to pray for you. And the man said nobody had ever asked him that before. That makes me want to cry, actually. Mm -hmm. That's so sad. Wow. So there are tons of ways to to give of yourself during this time. Mm Mm-hmm. 
it's also a time of discipline and prudence and temperance and giving up chocolate. No. <laughs> I mean, for some, yeah, for sure. Yeah. My grandma has done this for as long as I can remember. My grandma loves ice cream. Like the woman loves ice cream. So every Fat Tuesday, she throws an ice cream party. She has a whole half a gallon of ice cream to herself that she eats. And then she always gives up ice cream for Lent. And she's That's done awesome. She's done that for years because she, the woman can eat you at a house and home with ice cream. How she's still as like fit as she is, I have no idea. <laughs> we celebrate Fat Tuesday too, Shrove Tuesday. That's what. What? Shrove Tuesday? I have never heard that before. Really? It's no. the olden times. Um, version oh. because it's from a derivative of the word uh, shrive. Am I making this up? I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Basically, you were supposed to do your penance before Lent started, which is what shrive means. Mm. And so on this day, hang on one second. I don't know what that means. Hang on. Hey Siri, define shrive. Shrive is an archaic term. It means of a priest. Hear the confession of, assign penance to, and absolve someone. Ha. Huh. So all my random knowledge finally paid off. Wow. I would just like to point out that it does say archaic. Yeah, I said in <laughs> olden times. <laughs> no, this isn't even in olden times. This is archaic. <laughs> well, we call it Shrove Tuesday. It's also known as Pancake Tuesday. Have you heard of that? Because in the also archaic, archaic times, Pope Gregory, who did a lot of reform for Ash Wednesday and Lent, he said you couldn't eat any animal products during Lent. You could be a vegan during Lent? So it could be worse. Shout out to all the vegans out there. I don't know how you guys do it. I commend you so much. So in the olden it's times, in the archaic times, they would make pastries, pancakes, use up all of their eggs, butter, milk, all of their animal products and have this huge big feast. They picked it up in England. They picked it up in France. And in France, they made croissants, king cakes. Oh, duh, I should You get it? That. And then yeah. Mardi Gras, it's all related. It's no, all, I understand. It's all of the same universe. I just really does that. Do you get that when if I say it's from the same universe, is that nerdy enough for you? No. What is that from? Like you keep being like, oh, it's from the Marvel universe. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I just really all related. I just really wanted to say croissant, croissant. Yeah, sure. And also king cakes. Yeah, that makes sense. And also pancakes. So we always have. A huge pancake dinner with whipped cream and sugar and, you know, sprinkles. I bet your kids chips. love it. Oh, yeah. They look forward to it every year. But in order to get their pancakes, uh, they have to make a commitment to their Lenten sacrifice. Mm. That's the trade-off. We trace our hand and everybody writes what their sacrifice is on their hand and we hang it up. Oh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. What? Do you know what you're giving up this year? No. What you're doing, I should say. I actually, honestly, I have to look at the calendar and see what's actually feasible for me. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really thought about it yet. Me either. So I wanted to give up soda because I drink like a Diet Pepsi a day, or I used to. 
but a few weeks ago I decided to stop sooner than that. So now I'm allowing myself one Diet Pepsi on Sundays. So I'm like, well, now I can't give that up for Lent because I already gave it up now. Yeah. So I feel like I had to find a new thing to give up. Yeah, I was thinking about uh, doing a rosary. I've done that before every day, doing a sorrowful Mm -hmm. rosary or doing night prayer or something, adding some kind of formal structured prayer to my prayer routine. But I haven't decided. Oh, side note. It's not actually Lent yet. We're talking about this a couple weeks oh, before yeah, Lent, sorry. even though it's airing during Lent. So Yes, we're, we're recording this before. Just yeah. want to put that out into the universe. That Hopefully by the time this podcast comes out, we will have chosen what we're going to either refrain from during Lent or add on to during Lent. I, I really like that. Well, and I think I talked about this in a podcast last semester, but wanting to do like the liturgy of the hours challenge and like... I, Spoiler alert, I didn't finish it. It's okay, still have time. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'll pick that up during Lent because I feel like it forces me to be a little bit more disciplined about it because that's it's a 40-day thing and the whole yes. church community is, is experiencing the season, so. My kids always pick very strategically because one of the first years, they were probably four and six years old. Mm-hmm. and I we talked about Lent and what it meant, and my four-year-old gave up Legos, which is, you know, something he did wow. every day. I mean, it was huge. He asked me to put the Legos up for him, and um, he did really, really well with them, and he found wow. other things to play with, Aww. and then my oldest gave up pickles, and what he said, well, I really like pickles on my sandwich, and that was true, but also not true. <laughs> <laughs> so every day that my four-year-old asked if he could play Legos or how much time do we have left in Lent, my oldest would say, oh, you know what I would really go for right now is a, is a slice of pickle. Oh, my gosh. So for Easter, they got in their Easter basket. One got Legos and one got a jar of pickles. <laughs> What was his reaction when he was like, what? How come he got Legos and I got oh, pickles? No, he's a very, he's, <laughs> he's, he chose to be a little proud and he's like, oh yes, I can't wait to eat these pickles. He, he was a good sport about it. <laughs> so they always. so funny. Yes. They always say, what could I get? And then, so it's really what they really want. And then they oh, give up. So they've I given see. up video games one year, um, one of my kids wanted to buy this huge fish-shaped pillow from Bass Pro Sports. Mm-hmm. And I said, no way. It's, you know, 30 bucks. You have tons of animals on your bed. You do not need this. And he did not sleep on a pillow for the entirety of Lent. <laughs> so he could get the fish pillow? Oh, he could get the pillow. How come I haven't seen this fish pillow in your house? I'll <laughs> take a picture of it. <laughs> oh my gosh it's huge it's the size of his bed it's so big <laughs> I feel like what how, how have I never seen this fish pillow and he did it he he did not sleep on a pillow wow that's dedication oh yeah what a simple thing to give up for Lent too oh, I would never I don't know that I could I have like nice expensive fancy pillows <laughs> yes 
Yes. There are certain things I feel like just would not lead me closer to Christ by giving them up. It would just <laughs> make I, you grumpy all the not, time. Yes, I would not be able to. Yeah. What's the hardest thing you've ever given up for Lent? Actually, it wasn't something that I gave up. It was something that I added to my routine. And a couple of years ago on Instagram, I participated in the Busted oh, yeah. Halo photo challenge. I remember. Didn't you like win something? Or I did win one week. They sent me a book. It was really nice. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I was not one to, to share personal information online. I mean, I would share pictures of my kids, but... I had to make my profile public. I had to write a reflection every day. They had little prompts, stained mm-hmm. glass or fish Friday or whatever. And I had to take a picture and write how I felt about it. And it was hard. I didn't always have an idea. I didn't always want to say, you know, I was worried about judgment from yeah. especially people that were close to me. Um what they would think if they would make fun of me. And it turned out I got a lot of positive feedback. A couple of people said that they were going to miss my reflections, some of my family members. And I really liked what you posted. That was really insightful. So that, I think, got me like a couple steps farther in my faith life. And that like I don't really care anymore. I changed my profile back to private. But maybe that's something I'll try. Other than that. I've considered it, but I thought to myself, I don't have the dedication for that. Yeah, but I think it's more because I'm scared. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Even before that, right before that one time, my phone alarm went off because I was going to pray for somebody and I was with somebody else and they said, what's that for? Do you need to go? And I said, oh, it's not for anything. And I said my prayer in my head, but... I realized that I was only comfortable talking about certain things with certain people and I just didn't want to be that anymore. So that was the hardest, but I think it caused the most growth. Wow. Mine sounds so lame now compared to chocolate. (laughs) No, I gave up bread. Oh no. Potatoes. That's hard. That's hard. And pasta. Do you know how hard it is for an Italian to give up pasta for Lent? Yeah. I'm an eighth Italian. Yeah, I eat pasta like at least three times a week, at least for dinners. And then I always take the leftovers for lunch. What did you eat? Rice. I found other foods or I didn't have any sides. I ate a lot of veggies and meats. So I probably ate better. But it was really hard because I love bread. Yeah. And pasta and potatoes. All those things. So that was that was the hardest. That is hard. And I, I bet it caused you to second guess how much of those ingredients were in things that you yeah. weren't expecting, maybe. Like I couldn't even eat a sandwich. <laughs> well, you could have used like lettuce as your bread. Yeah, I did. Ew. <laughs> it just was not the same, you know. But even, and it's funny because I remember being at a fish fry, fish fry and like watching the guys fry up the french fries and being like man those smell so good i just want to eat one right now and you know i couldn't yeah so i think i just had like the baked fish because i couldn't have the have breaded the breading. fish yeah that's hard it was it's rough what was your favorite thing that you've ever given up meat oh. actually or added i guess yeah i think so one year in high school i gave up meat which was 
It was hard. Not that I don't give up food. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I do because I love food. Uh, I gave up meat and I really, it really challenged me to try new foods that I hadn't had before. And that was good for me because as I said before, I'm a really picky eater. So I tried a lot more food that Lent because couldn't have any meats. And my poor mom was like, how am I going to get this girl her protein? (laughs) (laughs) She's so picky. And I tried black bean soup for the first time. And it was amazing. And now they don't even sell it at Panera anymore. It's very sad. But anyway, I don't know. And the fact that I couldn't eat Chick-fil-A was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, what's in Chick-fil-A? What's in (laughs) Chick-fil-A, Shannon? Well, (laughs) the chicken? Part of the chicken filet? (laughs) You could have had the buttered bread with the pickle. I was just about to say, if I gave up bread and meat, I could just eat the pickle. Get a jar of pickles. No. <laughs> yeah, that sounds challenging. But you enjoyed that one. That yeah, was I actually fun. did. I actually did because it just kind of, I think, opened up my eyes to a greater appreciation for the food I have access to. And a lot of people don't. Yeah. And so I just, I thought that I, I helped me build a better relationship with food, I guess. Of course, I had Chick-fil-A like the day after Easter and like threw up. Of course. Well, that's what Easter's for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Growing up? No. <laughs> My favorite thing that I ever gave up was the internet. I gave up the entire internet. When did you do this? It was like actually 1990 before the internet was invented? Years like ago. It was a couple of years ago. I had a couple of caveats, including I checked my email every morning just to make sure I, you know, didn't miss anything with the kids or anything else. And, but only once a day. And on Sundays, I allotted myself 30 minutes to look up anything I needed, like a recipe or pay my bills or anything like that. But no social media for sure. And what about like streaming TV shows? That's uses the internet. We have uh, like an antenna. So, so you could only watch like cable television? Yeah, I mean, I recorded my shows that I wanted to watch, and I saved the rest for later. I've given up TV, too. Me, too. Um, But I found myself, before I gave this up, I found myself feeling like I didn't know anything. And I was so reliant on the internet for, does chicken and green beans even go together? Or... (laughs) (laughs) Or what is the name of that person that was in that movie? Or just, I, I felt so stupid. Like, I couldn't answer any of my own thoughts and it was hard I wrote down a lot of things to look up during that 30 minutes oh my gosh I bet those 30 minutes flew by because you're like furiously looking all this stuff up yeah yeah but it was very intentional so I appreciated it um and that one was really it was challenging but it was really fun I I was up for the challenge right away I I was like I can't even wait to do this I commend you Shannon you're much Even directions, like I would look them up on a Sunday and write them down. I wouldn't use my phone, like, like Google Maps. Yeah, you wouldn't I'm like I know kind much. of where it is. I know what street that is. I I know what the address is. I can maybe remember how to use my intelligence to find this place. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm like in awe of you right now. Try it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> 
I loved it. I, I have to books. go, Shannon. I have to use the internet to upload our podcasts so that when on Sundays we're for your thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I've also done Bible studies or read a Catholic book. Do you remember when we used to do those Bible studies on that app together? Yeah, we should do those again. Yeah, you know what stopped me actually was I was invited into a 365-day challenge. <laughs> and I fell so far behind that it stressed me out. Is that a challenge I started? <laughs> and I just, I would log on and be like, if I did three a day for two more months, I'll catch up to where I need to be. And it was just, oh, it was man. too hard. Maybe we start small. Yes, three days. let's do a three-day challenge. Okay, great. I'll do one of those for Lent. Okay. You know what would be really fun is if people wanted to do them with us. Yeah. Since we can't, like, actually grab coffee with everybody, we should totally – you know what? Yeah. If you want to join or do a Bible study or reflection on the Holy Bible app, DM us on Instagram, and we will do a little online – Bible study together. Sure. That'd be so cool. Sounds good. Cool. The other thing I do with my family is we do a Lenten reflection every night. We get those Our Sunday Visitor oh, magazines. Yeah. And my kids love Advent because of the candles. So I made this centerpiece one year and it was like a bowl full of gravel with a candle in the middle, one candle. And we lit it every night. And every week, we put another rock in the center. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. And then on Easter, I replaced the rocks with uh, succulents. How cute. So I'm still actually growing the original ones in a pot. So every year, I pull a couple from there. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Just some visual way to be present during this time with my family. Yeah, and I think it keeps them active in it, too, and engaged. Yes, yeah. That's really neat. I'm like taking notes, Shannon. Go for it. (laughs) Well, if you have any ideas for what to give up or add, or you want to share with us what you're doing for Lent, or if you want to join us on a Bible study together, you can DM us on Instagram at anordinarycatholic. We're praying for you. Pray for us and we'll we'll see see you in in our prayers. prayers.